Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. closet. An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space. space to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mill. That draws us to Put your hands together for Jesus. I mean, if you are grateful you are alive today, then put your hands together to Jesus and give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. A lot of things are happening, but the Bible says we are kept by the power of God. Amen. Just last year, more than 2,000 people died in car accidents in Ghana. But God will preserve your life in Jesus' name. You will never be brought in dead according to the prophecy that has been spoken over you. If you believe it, shout yes. Our first testimony is coming from our sister Sarah Bwachua. She's in Oyibiba Center. And she's here to testify of what God did for her. Put your hands together for her as she comes. So tell us what has God done for you. I'm grateful for what God has done for me because he has, been, he has helped me to escape from the attack of armed robbers. Um, last week, Wednesday, I was going for a late school night school, so I came to the center to pick my question papers, and I met one girl here. So when we finished, we decided to walk to get a cab. We requested for an Uber, so we're going to meet the Uber. But before we got to the, the filling station, that's the, in front of Duffield, we saw a motorbike passing by us. We became afraid all of a sudden. But later did we know that the motorbike would turn back. So before we could say Jack, they've crossed us already. So there were two guys on the motorbike. The person at the back got down and started chasing us. We started saying, Jesus, like we we're running, shouting back. It looks like two hours running. <laughs> so unfortunately he held me at my back he held my back so he dragged me on the floor and I fell down and he brought out a knife yes. the, the knife was in the, the angle of the motor, motorbike yeah. bicycle yeah. the he one who brought down to chase us yeah. then the knife was in a case so I don't know he thought I wasn't afraid and I was being reluctant to give him my bag so he pointed the knife on my throat and he said I should bring my bag. So I just gave it to him. But when I was struggling with him, I was able to throw my phone away. So he picked me up again, still pointing the knife on me and telling me to bring my phone. What, what did I throw away? And I said, I don't know. My friend has taken the f- uh, phone away. He said, no, so I should bring the phone. And he started searching around and he saw the phone and he left me and he went. But the miracle is that 
when I was struggling with him, he could have stabbed me or cut me with a knife because one, he was running with me and he could have, he was angry, so he could have hurt me. But he didn't do any of that. And when he found the phone too, I was being reluctant. He could have done anything, but he, he didn't do anything. Please don't be reluctant. Put your hands together for Jesus and give the Lord a shout of praise. The Bible says in Psalm 18 verse 48, He will deliver me from the violent man. May God deliver you from any violent man you meet. Amen. So are you grateful to God for saving your life? I'm so grateful to God that he has been able to save me from this attack. And I want to also say that I believe that it is the prayers of our father, Bishop Daniel Mills, because he always prophesied that we are going to escape our untimely death. And I believe that is what happened to me. It was his prayers that really saved me. And I want to really thank God Give the Lord a shout of praise. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. You will escape too in Jesus' name. The Bible says that our souls will escape as a bed out of the smell of the Father. Our second testimony is coming from our brother King Scott from UPSA. Put your hands together for him. As he tells us about how he escaped too. If you tell us what has gone done for you. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to give God the glory for giving me from the attack of armed robbers. Amen. Amen. So on Thursday, UPSA was blessed to have um, the son of the prophecy. Pastor Joshua Hill most on our campus called Salvation Night. After that night, I realized I was hungry, so I needed to get food. And the, the only place I could get food was around Rolling Circle. So I, I called a friend of mine to go in a school to get a food. On our way, uh, I mean, we went to get a food. On coming back, we realized that uh, we noticed some three guys behind us. And um, we, we, so we, we, we just ignored them, them and we walked on. We went to the junction to our hostel. These guys were still following us, so I I, I made you know, my friend get to the hostel. So it was, you escorted your friend to her hostel first, yes, please. and they were still following you. Yes, please. So from your friend's hostel, you you had to go to your hostel. Yes, please. And they were still following you. Yes. How many of them? There were three, three of them. So one guy uh, was like he has left his key in the car parked at the at the roadside. So he, he rushed into the car, and the other two guys um, came. Well, they, were, they walked towards me. They were like, what, what do you have in my pocket? And I was like, I have nothing in my pocket. And they searched me and found my phone. And they were like, I should give my phone to them. But I, I, I didn't want to give my phone to them. So you didn't want to give your phone? Yeah. Please, I think, I I think we should learn from these testimonies. Don't struggle with violent people. You didn't want to give your phone to them. Yes, please. And what happened? So I was struggling with them. I was struggling with them. And, and at that time, so I was praying, I, I was praying thanks. Excuse me. I was praying thanks. Say, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. Yeah, you pray in tongues yeah, in okay. such situations. That's the most appropriate so, thing to do. And what happened? One of the guys had battered me. He had battered me on my, my, my face. But still, I was still with the phone. Fair me. Amen. And, and, and I, 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 I was still praying in tongues. I was still praying in tongues. And I, I got some strength to, to, to just scream, thieves, thieves, thieves. And all of a sudden, they all You got some strength to scream, thieves, thieves, thieves. And all of a sudden, they just flee. They all flee. I'm letting you know that if this... He's even struggling to speak now. He said he got some strength to say thief, 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 and all the people, the three armed robbers who had attacked him, they ran away. Is it a miracle or is it not a miracle? Then why are you sitting down like that? Stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise. This brother here says he, he felt some strength and he started screaming thief, thief, thief. And all the three men ran away from him. And that's why he's alive here without any heads. Give God praise. Amen.
So what do you have to say? I want to encourage everyone to keep coming to church because realize when you come to church, our prophets prophesy over our lives and can praise for us. So I encourage everyone to come to church. Do you remember any of these prayers? Do you remember any yes, of these? I remember one of the prayers was like um, um, he he's delivering us from the attack of the enemy for for making one. Amen. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Our next testimony is coming from Sarah Kwanza. She's in Ivan Deepa Center. And also a dancing star. Do it better for her. You will not be brought in dead in Jesus' name. Sarah, tell us what has God done for you. I want to thank God and give him the glory from, for saving me and delivering me from a fatal accident. Mercy. Last two weeks, we had a dancing star all night rehearsal at the Kodesh. And on our way um, back to the first lab center for prayer service, we had a lift to the Achimoto overhead. But what happened was that we didn't alight at the bus stop. But uh, we alighted in between the bus stop and the roundabout. That's the Achimoto overhead. And instead of us to walk back to the bus stop, we're walking towards the roundabout. And as we were walking, we didn't even know whether we were walking towards a bus stop, but we kept walking and we saw a bus and we stopped it and we got on. Then just about getting to the Jowlu um, traffic light, we witnessed or we saw an accident that had just occurred Mercy. with two dead people on the road and injured people being brought out from the crash bus. Mercy. And the conductor said that this was a bus that they were directing. The conductor, the she means the mates, the mates. The mates on the church road, what did the mates say? He said this was the bus that they were directly behind when they were at the bus stop. The mates said this is the bus that was, that your car yes. was directly behind. But you didn't go to the bus stop. We didn't go to the bus stop. If we had gone, we would have sat on the bus that had the accident. Mercy. Yes. And he said you witnessed two people were dead on yes, the spot. it was very fresh that there was no blood. It was just their skin, their Showing. So my question is, why did they drop on the road and did, why didn't they drop at the bus stop? And why were they not on the bus that had the accident? And why were they not the two people who died? And why were they not the ones being brought out of the car? Why is she alive and why is she well? It's because God preserved their life. The Bible says that our souls have escaped. Give the Lord a shout of praise. You will also escape too in Jesus' mighty name. So Sarah, are you grateful to God? I'm very grateful. I want to give you the glory. And I also want to say thank you to the prophet for praying over us. I want you to believe in the prayers said by our father bishop that he was made. Because the prayers, the prayers are keeping us. They are preserving our lives. If we're in for the prayer, I'll be involved in that accident that happened at John. You missed it by minutes. By minutes. You'll be in the car and you'll yes. be in the car. Put your hands together for Jesus. We thank God for preserving our life. Our final testimony is coming from our sister Lois Edu. Oh, do it better for her. She's in the greater love world. She's also a presenter leader in Elizabeth City. Hallelujah. Lois, what has God done for you? Hallelujah. And I want to thank God for delivering me and saving me from an accident that could have been worse. On Wednesday, I was going back to school from a meeting. I was coming from Kodesh. So I was in a church hall, the smaller church hall buses. And I sat in front by the door, directly in front of the windscreen. So we were almost at La Paz, and we were going at top speed. We were using a side road, and a gentleman from nowhere just ran into the road. So the moment he ran into the road, our church just hit him from his head. And the part of the windscreen that hit him was directly in front of me. So immediately the church stopped. 
So when he stopped, we all rushed out and came out, and everybody's attention was on the gentleman. So when we came out, I looked at the trotro, and directly where I was sitting, the windscreen had cracked and come in, like pointing towards where I was sitting. So I decided to take a step to continue to La Paz. And the moment I stepped, I felt pain. So I stopped. Then the people around started asking, am I okay? Am I okay? So a gentleman put his flashlight on me. That was when I realized that pieces of glass had fallen like all over me from the windscreen. So they were helping me brush it off. And as they were doing it, even blood was coming from. But I didn't get any major cuts. The windscreen, the glasses could have entered my eyes. And I was also not wearing a seatbelt. So I could have easily... Also met the glass, but by the grace of God, through the windscreen. Yes, because Newton's second law of motion says, "To every action, there is equal and opposite reaction." Uh, I I, I understand that. You don't understand what I'm saying. But give God praise; she's still alive. Why does he give the Lord a shout of praise? Something kept her in her seat, and she's still alive. Lord, I'm grateful to God. I'm very grateful to God, and I believe that it's the prayers that Daddy has been praying over our lives. Because I actually felt that something had shielded me when the thing wow. happened, and I believe that wow. Daddy always prays for angels to protect us. And I know that that is what's keeping us. So thank you, Daddy. Please keep praying for us. That is exactly what kept us. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Shout, ear! God will preserve you. The Bible said He will deliver me from my enemies. And you will deliver me from the violent man. May your life be preserved this week in Jesus' name. Amen.
to be here are we going to build a mega church for the Lord is God going to wait in vain wow what a blessing thank you so much Ida for a powerful song we've come to the best most important most exciting part of today's service amen and um, I'm glad to have the privilege to bring to you again the father of the house and the prophet of the house I honestly feel that these messages on the seven great principles are changing our lives 
and I want you to listen to the prophetic word which God has for you today, and I want you to expect I a miracle. Expect a Lift your voices today. Lift your hands and expect God to touch Nothing your life. Put your hands together and let's welcome Bishop today. I believe God's word is still the same. you are doing in our lives change us Lord establish us in you like never before thank you Father for this great blessing in the mighty name of Jesus Amen you may be seated hello one two three power hallelujah are you glad to be in church now listen we are building a mega church now this week I am getting uh, between one and two thousand more chairs to come and add to the church. So you have to, we have to work hard to build a church because we have five thousand chairs, but we are coming to add almost two thousand more chairs. We, we, we have to sit outside. So we pray that it doesn't rain on Sundays. All right, and everybody must be involved in building the church. Amen. You don't have to come to church alone, and don't stay to yourself. That's what will not let you get a beloved. In our church, we get beloveds easily. It's because we are used to winning souls. Winning souls, one of them will be your husband. You get what I'm saying? Winning souls, one will be your beloved, your wife. I mean, that is how it goes. Because when you have oil and you pour the oil out of the bottle, there's always something, even when you shake it like that, there's something small for you. So tell somebody, something small for the boys and girls who by all means be left for you. So that is what God wants to do for us. Amen. And I want you to be part of building a mega church. We are within striking distance of two million souls in the church. Two million souls. That is... Two million members. We rarely count members. We usually count attendance. But if we count members, it's a lot. Members are different from attendance. But there are people who belong to us but are not here. There are always a lot, a lot of people that are not there. How many were, were not in church last week, Sunday? Wave. Give me a wave. You see, so many. No, no, wave, wave. You see, all these were not in church on Sunday. But you are, all, you are all church members, but you didn't come last week. You get it? So there's a lot of people. So tell somebody we are within striking distance of 10,000 people. Ten. Now, which, which includes all the people that are important for your life. Those 10,000 people include the, have you corrected it? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Which includes all the important people for my life. They are in the 10,000. And be sitting here. Somebody who does this. Somebody who needs this. Somebody who is like this. Somebody who knows this. Somebody who knows somebody. Somebody who is somewhere. All the important people for your life. All the, somebody, you, have, you are big and fat. And somebody who likes big and fat people. 
You are slim and tall. Somebody who likes slim and tall. Someone you are short. Somebody likes short. Baby jets. All the important people for your life are in the ten thousand. That's what people don't realize. You know, I know today many pastors do business, but I don't do business. I don't do business at all. No. Not even one minute of business. That's profit making, money making ventures. No. Because I'm so busy with souls. My, my, my currency is souls. So I don't have time. Not that I don't need money or I don't like money. I also like money. I need money as everybody does. You see, ministry is, working for God is a profession. That's what people, when people say they want to come full time to the ministry, what we must realize is that you, are, you, you, you do something that is profitable. Something that is uh, worth it's your time. And something that is so valuable that it even generates whatever is necessary to sustain you being in ministry. So when you have people who don't work hard, so that they come to full time and you don't work hard, so it looks like it was a waste of time. But no. I tell you, I, I don't despise anybody who is doing business. I've done business before. I've done business before. I was a sun and stone contractor. I've told you, I don't look like a sun and stone contractor. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying that the time the time. Is it tomorrow that I'm going to look for sand and stones to sell? Is it tomorrow that I'm going to have a meeting with businessmen and to find things about money and bank tomorrow or is it Tuesday? Which day? I don't know the day. So, serving God is a major thing that involves everything. From you. So anybody who is in the church, you are harming yourself when you don't participate in helping to build the church. But the church you are building has all the important people for your life. I found my wife in the church. You will find your wife, you will find your husband in the church. Receive it in Jesus name There is somebody for everybody There is what? For everybody Somebody who would employ you Somebody who you will employ Somebody who would do whatever you need I don't know what you may need In life Are you with me? So when we, when we say let us build the church You know It is only when your mind is limited That you don't get involved It's like those who lead certain countries in certain continents Whose name begins with alphabet such as A Continent, Asia, Africa, America, Australia All the continents so there's a certain continent whose name begins with an A. 
And there are certain leaders in some of these continents who don't realize that if the country, the country, not you, the country is prosperous, then you, the leader, and the people in charge have no choice but to become prosperous by default or by almost as like a side because you are the head of something that is working. You are not the head of villages and huts. You are fighting to be the leader of huts and dusty villages and people being attacked by armed robbers all over the place. But if it is safe and if it is good, it is, will be good for you and for everybody. So me, I've, now, I've never, I've now, don't think about trying to get something. The church should work beyond my life. Yes. Are you with me? Yeah. So I'm telling you something that the 10,000 people are, are coming. And I'm telling you because you see the chairs there practically. Yes, they are, they are here, but I don't think they've arranged them. But they'll, they'll be here. They, the people sitting on them are the people you are, you are, that you need in this world. They will come and sit there. Oh, yes. Yes. That's why when I see people in relationships and they are quarreling, I say, look, there's no need at all. The church is very big. You leave this person. And there's another person who likes you as you are. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, you don't understand me? Tell somebody sitting by you the 10,000 people includes all the important people for my life. Amen. 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 Yes. Everybody that is important for your life is in that. The people that are saved. But don't think that it is the person you lead to Christ or you help to be established in God who is the person that you need. No, 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 no. No. That's why we are all winning because I may win one that you need and you win one that I need. Win for me, I win for you. It's a win-win situation. Reverend Nelson won a soul that you married. Pastor Joshua married a soul that... Where's Pastor Nelson? He's outside somewhere. Yes, at the back there. He won a soul. And after he won that soul, that is sitting here. Then Pastor Joshua came from England and got that soul. It's a win-win situation. And the soul is practically here. Striking distance. Tell somebody, we are within striking distance of your beloved. Yes. We are within striking distance of your beloved, your sponsor. Somebody who will sponsor you. 
somebody who will pay your school fees. But don't think that you are going to win him or her. You win one. Another person will win someone. And then it's a win-win situation. Yes. Yes. No, in the first love church, we are not going to struggle about marriage. As for marriage there, there will be no struggle. Yes. So, anybody who is in a relationship and you are quarreling or crying, please, this afternoon, come and see Lady Pastor Lulu and Vivaldi and so on. And end it. Yes. Because it's a sign that you will be unhappy for the rest of your life. Yes. It's a sign. You need a terminator. You are being blessed. A blessing is a way to neutralize curses. Yes. You see, and what is the case? If your father has stolen something and you are his child, you get what I'm saying? Your father has stolen something or done something bad. But people curse people with their children. And he really did steal something and you are his child. You get what I'm saying? It's like there's a curse already working. Maybe the curse is that you should go down. So when you come to church and I say you are blessed, the blessing is that you go up. You see, and there was already one that takes you down. So if the down one was going down two floors or two meters, and then a blessing comes, and that blessing is saying that you should go up two and a half floors, at least you are above ground by 0.5. Now, how many realize that your father may have done something bad in this world? Raise your hand. Yes. Maybe your mother is your father's girlfriend. And your mother stole your father. Or borrowed your father. And you are the evidence of the borrowing. And maybe the person from whom she was borrowed or he was borrowed spoke a word. Yes. Or what I'm saying doesn't sound real to you. If you go to Anakazo campus, there is a there is a metal sign there that cursed be the one who come to turn this place with his children and his family forever who will come and turn this place into a secular institution yes and I stand by it so you may come and do something before you realize your children and further families are affected so that is why blessings are needed all the time And in Luke 24, Luke 24, the last uh, chapter of Luke 24, verse 50. 
Yes. When Jesus was going, the Bible says he led them out. You know, he appeared to them. If you read verse, like a few verses before, let's take like 47, 48. And that repentance should be preached. Verse 48. And we are witness of these things. 49. And behold, I send the promise of the Father. Jesus was giving them the great commission. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued from on high. Then verse 50. What did he do? He led them out as far as to Bethany. You see, Bethany is another location. That's why you need to go to Israel. And you have an idea when he says he led them out to Bethany. Yes. And what did he do? He lifted his hands and blessed them. So when you come to church and we say lift your hand and receive your blessing. You see this is the last thing that Jesus did. He lifted his hands and he blessed them. He lifted his hands and he blessed them. So blessings, when you come to church, is I speak blessings over you because it's an instruction that God gave to Moses. He said, that shall you bless the children of Israel. The Lord, may his countenance be lifted up over you and so on. It's it's something that is important to be blessed. So when you are here, I am blessing you and, and declare blessings over your life. And the blessings are real. Yes. And they're neutralizing cases. So that's why I need you to do many things that bring blessings. Because we need to be blessed. Now, Nothing can explain Ghana's situation except a curse. Yes. Or Africa. Because we are rich. We are not poor. And our nation is full of intelligent people. You know, by the way, I was at Mankesim the other day. And um, I met a man. Hello? What's the problem? Mankesim, you didn't shout, you'll be there. When I said Mankesim, you didn't shout, I'll be there, I'll be there. Mankesim is also a good place. Now listen, you know this man told me, he said, he came to me after an elderly man, and he said to me, I worked at NASA for many years as an engineer. He walked up to me. Because I I think I said something about the planets and the stars. And he walked up to me. And he said, I know all that you said. I've worked at NASA for many years. And he said, it's amazing that these people who have done all this don't believe in God. Yeah. So Ghanaians are very intelligent. Engineers at NASA and so on. You know. We are not poor. But why? Why? Should you be attacked by robbers? Three people are accost you on the road. Abroad, there are no even walls. Nobody has a wall around his house. There's no burglar proofing on. The house is made of cardboard. The houses are made of cardboard. You can just push the window and you are in any, anybody's house. 
people dwell safely. Hmm? Look at it. So Jesus lifted his hands. Look at it. And blessed them. That's what we need. Blessings. So every time you come to church, you are coming to receive a blessing. Apart from everything, you are coming to receive the word, be encouraged to learn, but also to be. And that's the last thing he did. Look at it. You can put all the verses there. 50. He, he led them out to Bethany and lifted his hands and blessed them. And the next verse, what does it, what does it say? And it came to pass while he blessed them. He was parted from them and carried into heaven. So the last thing he did was to bless them. Not to teach them. Not to teach them. He has finished teaching them. But the last thing was to bless. He said, be blessed. Be blessed. Be, your children, be blessed. Your life, be blessed. Kalama shaka sundalaba. Yes. And when things are blessed, they work and they grow and they are successful and, it, and, they, and they escape many evils. Hallelujah. So be blessed. Now, today I want to move on to seven great principles on spirituality. Of spirituality, I should say. Being spiritual. Now, spirituality. I want you to be spiritual. Some people use the word spiritual churches. It's a spiritual church. As if there's something wrong with it. Are you with me? But actually, there's nothing wrong with spirituality. It's rather an important thing to be spiritual amen john 4 verse 24 god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth amen god is not did not say god is spirit it says god is a spirit God is a spirit. So he is not that God is spirit. A spirit. God is a spirit. It's not a man. So when you are spiritual, you are more oriented towards another realm. And it is important to become more influenced, more Affected when he says somebody is sensual or sexual, it had sex, it was sexual or sensual. What does it mean? More oriented, like a dance, and he said it was a sexually sensual dance. Senses become sensual, so it seemed to be oriented and have a lot of. Sexual connotations and messages. True or not true. So when you are spiritual, you are more spiritual things of the spirit about you. And, and then a lot of Christians don't have a lot of that. So after you are born again, you need to 
go more towards the spirit side of things. Yeah. And become more of a spirit man. Yeah. Because that is in you. There is something in you called the spirit. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, he says that he wants us, our whole body, soul, body and spirit to be preserved. Amen. Your spirit, your soul and your body. So there are three parts. I don't feel my spirit. You feel your liver. You feel your liver. How many can feel your liver? How is your liver this morning? Does it mean you don't have a liver if you don't feel your liver? Yes. The liver is there. You don't have to feel it. It's there. You don't, you don't have to feel... How many can feel your hypothalamus? You see, you don't even know what it is. Can you feel your cerebellum? You see, you don't even know what it is. But is it that it means it's not there? If your cerebellum was not working, you would not be able to walk straight like this. It would be like this. Yeah, if your cerebellum was not working, you would be like this. Yeah. And if your spirit is not there, you'd be dead like that. You'll be dead. As soon as your spirit goes out of your body, you'll be dead. So you don't have to feel it too for it to be true or real. Alright? It's real. Whether you know it or not, it is real. Okay? So, I'm talking about now becoming spiritual. Spiritual. We've talked about becoming supernatural. We've talked about becoming fruitful. We've talked about seven great principles of a great change. Isn't it? Seven great principles of your salvation. But, and of spiritual growth. And now I'm talking about being spiritual. Spiritual. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 1. Look at it quickly. I brethren, I couldn't speak to you as, as a spiritual. Paul was right. He said, I wanted to talk to you like you are spiritual. But I couldn't. I couldn't speak to you. So Christians exist. And they are not spiritual. Including the Corinthians. And that's why the letters to them was a lot. Anytime there's a long meeting. You get it. It shows there's something wrong. And you see Corinthians had 14, 15, 16 chapters. Ephesians just had 6 short chapters. You get it. Timothy was a correct person. Just a short meeting. When the meeting goes on too long, there is something wrong with you. Take it from me. Advice, meetings, issues. Just receive and believe and just move on. You are quarreling with your beloved. And I say that if you are quarreling, it's always not. You should break up. You want us to have scriptures. I should show you Rachel and whatever. And I should take you to Sarah, Abraham. What is the problem? Are you listening to me? Yes. So. Spiritual, these Corinthians, they were really some way. And that's why Paul had to write 
one whole book up to like 16 chapters and then a second Corinthians where there's no second Ephesians, second Colossians, second, no. Problematic. Tell your neighbor, do not be problematic. Do not be problematic. There need not to be two meetings with you. Yes. And some of the things in second Corinthians, he had uh, spoken about them in the first Corinthians and just went over. That's why you, most of you, if I ask you what, you, what do you know from 2 Corinthians, you see that you know not so much because it's going over and it's like a labor of facing there at a point. He even said that, okay, take it that I'm mad. I'm beside myself, this and that. I mean, too long, too argumentative, too heated. Anyone here whose parents have to speak a lot, there is something wrong with you. Uh, and I'm telling you as a prophet that there is something wrong with you. Don't be a child who needs plenty talking. Short. Yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. Yes, uncle. Yes, pastor. Thank you very much. You are right. I'm wrong. Not that it's a poem. It is true. I believe it. <laughs> and you are moving on. And you'll be a nice girl, a nice boy. And somebody nice will like you. Hallelujah. Let's go on quickly. Now, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual. I had to speak to you as carnal. But even as unto babes in Christ. Look at verse 2. Now, he's going to ask you a question. I fed you with milk. In other words, I was just talking nicely in a way to you. Because milk is like no chewing. Just sweet stuff. Oh, you are going to prosper. Oh, you are going to be rich. Oh, you are going to be happy. Oh, you are going to be easy. I'm just telling you nice things. Watch out for the quality of things that people tell you. When they realize that you are some way, they just tell you certain things. But they don't go deeper. Because you don't understand no NATO. Do you know NATO? You don't know NATO? And you want to be the president of America? Okay, verse 3. For you are carnal. When there is envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal? And walk as men. Now, one of the main characteristics of where there are men, human beings, is this one. Envy, strife, and divisions. Yeah. Any, any group, when there's a group of human beings, you have this. If you don't see it, it's because you are new. So if you enter a political party, if you are new, you think they are united. Oh, there's love, they really, when they wear their things and they are all waving. When you stay in it, these three words, envy. Strife, which is quarrels, contentions, and what? Divisions. Every political party is heavily divided. Those who support this, those who want this, those who want that, those who want that. We even had a party once having 16 candidates. And there were people for each, some people voted for everybody, for each of the 16. It's amazing. Yes. And you see the parties, you see that these three things envy, 
You will think that everybody in the party is happy that this one has become this. It's not like that. Apart from the ones outside. The enemy. So usually people unite against an enemy. But not they don't unite because they are united. We are united against you. Our unity is because we all hate you. Come on enemy. But not that they are united. And churches too are full of this. When the church is full of unspiritual people. Yes. You have divisions. You say, ah, for me, I like it when Pastor Selom preaches. I am a Pastor Selom man. <laughs> I'm a Selomite. I'm a Selomite. Yes. As for me, I'm a Cadillite. Yes. People even have division between the husband and the wife. Yes. Oh, I prefer when the wife preaches. Oh, the wife is uh, more sweet, sweeter than uh, the, the, the man is always, they know he's a man, so he's always saying these things. Your mouth like a frog. Look. I did I mention your name? Have I called you a frog? Have I mentioned your name that you are a frog? Then why? Just look straight and keep smiling, and nobody will know that you are the frog. Keep straight. Look straight. Ask your neighbor. I say, have they called your name since they started preaching? Have they called your name? So that is the sign that the flesh is dominating. So that's why God wants you to become spiritual. Spiritual is not what you think that oh white garment you be wearing do it. <laughs> so I want to show you, you know, because these seven principles I'm showing you are all going to more or less show you what spirituality is not. So to help you to see what spirituality is. I hope you get what I'm saying. Right. Now Principle number one. And I'm finishing. This is going to be baby jet fast. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. All the points start with after you are born again, you must become spiritual. And colon, write the word colon. If you are typing, you can copy seven times because it will be there. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not stupidity. And spirituality is not madness. Yeah. Now, there are many people who think because you are spiritual, you are, you are stupid. You are kind of, you are kind of like a type of a mad person because you are spiritual. Is it not true? And you must be kind of stupid that you not probably didn't do well in school. We are spiritual. Acts 26 verse 19. Whereupon, have you, have you got the first great principle? Have you written it down? After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Colon. Spirituality is not stupidity. And spirituality is not madness. Acts 26 verse 19. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient 
unto the heavenly vision. But I showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem throughout all the coast of Judea and to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God. Verse 21. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Having therefore obtained the help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying not other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. Hmm? Are you watching? Are you with me? What's the first principle? Spirituality is not stupidity and spirituality is not madness. Verse 23. That Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Verse 24. And as he thus spoke for himself, he was in court. He was speaking. Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Which is an English expression saying You are mad It's a way of saying you are mad Much learning Doth make thee mad See they thought he was mad Because he was preaching But he said I am not mad Most noble Festus But I speak forth The words of truth And soberness Amen. Tell somebody I am not mad because I'm spiritual. It does not mean that I am mad. Yes. Spirituality is not it's not that the mind has gone off. It's mad. Speaking in tongues, so he's mad. When I was in school, one of the lecturers said that they need to put an EEG, that is electroencephalography, on my head to see whether we are normal when we are speaking in tongues. He said, King Festus, I am not mad. Most noble Festus, I am not mad. Huh? Yeah, I am not mad. With all due respect, I am not mad. The father you see me serving God. Do you think Paul was a spiritual man? You see him serving God. Doesn't mean that he's, he's, he's mad. Yes. In fact, there are times I've met politicians and I can see something. They feel that, ah, this is a priest, it's a pastor. The only thing he can do is to pray. It's true. They actually think that it's like there's nothing up there. It's only prayers. I remember once I was interacting with one politician. And we were talking about some other things. And he said, oh, it's like the prayer, prayer. They started to talk about libation. I said, oh, I didn't come here to talk about libation. I don't know if you support libation. They feel that there's nothing, there's nothing up in the, in, the, in the rocker. You can't have an intellectual discussion. He said, Paul, you are beside yourself. Look at what, what preaching did he preach? He was just sharing the word. I've been preaching that Christ, what the prophet said. The man looked at him and said, you are mad. Yeah. 
So when they see you even prospering or when they see pastors having cars or a pastor, they, they can't see that because like, this madman has a car. Yes. So spirituality is not a mental problem. And many people, when they have one mental child, they want to send him to the Bible school. Yes. In fact, our Bible school has got a special anti-madness, anti-mental um, assessment for people coming to the school because it's a common thing. Yes, it's a, it's a very common thing that people have a family. One, they have a person, he has a problem, he cannot be controlled, drug problem, personality disorder, schizoid personality, depression, mental condition, whatever. They say Bible school. Now, why, why would you send your mad child to the Bible school? Because you think what? What do you think? The people there are mad and it, they, that is where you fit in. If you take a mental patient, if you take a, 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 you, you are taken to the mental hospital, what does it mean? It means they consider you as mad and they are taking you to where what? Other mad people are. So our Bible school have a strong antennas up for mental illness because it's one of the commonest thoughts. It is the background thoughts that we are mad. That is why we are doing what we are doing. That's why we are not, that's why we are serving God. There's something wrong with us. Paul said, I am not mad. Do you think think Bishop Saki is mad? I mean, I thank God that we've been to school in addition. You let's continue. Principle number two. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not a lack of education. Spirituality is not a lack of education. Now, Festus himself proved it in that very verse, verse 24. When he said in Acts 26, 24, he said, Paul, you are beside yourself much learning that make thee mad. So you can see that Paul was, he has studied a lot. And the things he said, Festus was confused. I'm sure, I don't know what, what, what he studied in school, but you could see that he was confused. Politics, maybe he was into politics, political science. <laughs> What did he first do in school? Political science? And law. I'm sure and law. Hmm. Philosophy. Hmm? Classics. Linguistics. Amen. So, spirituality is not the lack of learning. Many people in who are spiritual have learned a lot, studied a lot. And that is why today, you know, they've tried to overcome that by 
having degrees in theology. But you see, unfortunately, in, when it comes to faith, the more you analyze it, the more you can't believe it. You see, when you analyze something too much, you don't believe it. So when Jesus was analyzed too much, right, people could not receive. They said, are you not the carpenter's son? Are you not Mary this? Is your mother not this? And at a point, they could not receive. So one of the problems is that, one of the problems with education, that people think that we cannot have education is because they feel that you must know other opinions to say you are educated. So whatever you believe, there are 200 more opinions about the same topic. And you must learn all the other opinions. You see? And they feel that some of us cannot know other religions or other things and then still believe what we believe. So he realized that Paul was somebody who had actually studied a lot. And he said, much learning makes you mad. But you see, me for instance, I've studied other religions. In fact, one day I, I, I really asked myself the, the difference between Christianity and our other brothers. I said, no, let me find out which is the holy book, which is the savior. Yes. No. I, I, I studied it to find out for myself. And when I studied, I, I, I found no difficulty in taking Jesus as my savior. Yes. In fact, I can even share with you on other religions. And I can use other religious, I can use another religious book to teach you, if you want. You will see that you don't believe in it when I finish. That religion. Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, don't, don't think that because someone is spiritual, he's, he has, he's not into studying or learning. No. Number three. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the rejection of knowledge, but the including of God in your knowledge. It's not the rejection of knowledge. Amen. But the including of God in your knowledge. So it's not that you reject knowledge when you are spiritual. No. When you come to church, have you, not, have you not learned many things about many things by sitting in church? You learn many things. You know many things that you didn't know before. Yeah. So the fact that somebody is spiritual doesn't mean the person has no knowledge. Romans 1.24 I, I prefer to read it a little before Romans 1. Let's start from verse 20. Look at this. This is the famous chapter. This is the part of the Bible that those who are lobbying for homosexuality to be promoted all over the world, they don't want this scripture to be read. But you see, if, even if it's a human right, it's a right for us to believe in the Bible. You are all, I have a right to believe in your religion. Verse 18. God, the wrath of God is revealed against unrighteousness of man. Verse 20. For the invisible things of God from the creation of the world are clearly seen. That is why I like creation. That is why I I am interested in the planets and the stars. And if you are interested, Jupiter is out here in the evening. You can see Jupiter. 
For the invisible things of him are seen by the things that are made. Even his power. So that is just shows you the greatness and type of power God has to see the kind of planets and stars we have. And yesterday there was the news that NASA launched a rocket to Mars. It's going to take them six months to get there. A planet as big as this earth. And it's out there in the dark somewhere. And they are going there. It's going to take them six months. They are going to study earthquakes that are going on on Mars. Yeah. Whilst we cannot easily drive to Asimfosu. Verse 21. Verse 21, please. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, and neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man to beds, four-footed beasts, and creeping things. So anywhere you see people have made a cockroach, a crab, a man, an antelope as a God. This verse is being fulfilled. Verse 24. Wherefore God also gave them up God said okay I've had enough To uncleanness What did he give them up to He he dashed them over to uncleanness Through the lusts of their own hearts To dishonor their bodies between themselves Alright verse 25 Who changed the truth of God into a lie And served the creature more than they served the creator Who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. For this cause. God gave them up. To their affections. By the way this has happened only in the last 60 years. 60, 70 years. The last. In fact maybe 50 years. People have said there is no God. Like never before. Especially Europe. So God. So in, In direct response to that. God has handed them over to homosexuality. Yes. Exactly. It, it, it was not like that before. I can show you a picture of nurses praying in Leeds, kneeling down like this in the morning before they start work in Leeds in England. That's how nurses pray before starting work. Yeah. In 1950-something. Yeah. I can show you a picture if you want. After church, I'll show you. See me after church, I'll show you the picture. Yeah. Yeah. But recently they said, no, there's no God. So God said, you know, I'm not, I don't exist. Okay, I'll give you to vile affection. So that verse 26 will be fulfilled, which says that women did change the natural use to do that which is against nature. Okay? Are you there? And likewise, men also. Leaving the natural use of the woman. So when you are a woman and you are married, you must know that there is a use of you. You get what I'm saying? The natural use of the woman. And bend in their lusts toward one another. Okay? Men with men. Working that which is unseemly. God forbid... receiving in themselves 
that recompense of their error, which was meet or appropriate. So God is punishing them for that. Now, verse 28 is the verse that we are looking for. It says, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God then gave them up to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. So, this scripture is showing us something. It's not that there is no knowledge, but they do not want to retain or keep or include God in the plenty knowledge that they are are having. So, being spiritual is not the lack of knowledge. Like, this man is a fool, or this man doesn't know anything about anything. But in addition to knowing anything about anything, we include God in our heads and in our mind. We maintain the presence of God and the knowledge of God in our heads. Yes. So if I'm in a clinic and I'm, I can see somebody in a condition, I've still retained God in my knowledge. And I know that this thing, it can be a spirit. And it often it is a spirit. And that praying for the person is also important. Yes. So you, you cannot, that, so that's what has happened. All these scientists are going to mass this. Since you couldn't find God, and as you keep on even doing, use, using your science to find more things, they do not want to retain or keep God as part of the things they know. So they said there's no God. So, so now God has led them to have a mind which is now reprobate. Yes. And then, so you can see that the things they do are almost like the mind is off. Yes. It's, it's almost as if they are mad. If you, if you watch what they are doing. How can you bring a 10 year old child? One of my church members was telling me, 10 year old child, you bring the child to school in, in, in Europe. And they tell the children that this one is not a boy. This one has changed sex and you have to change their name at the age of 10. How old were you when you were 10? No, ask your neighbor, how old were you when you were 10 years old? You were only 10 when you were 10. Can you imagine if your mother brought you to school and said you are now a boy? And a boy is a girl at the age of 10. Not even 11. God for really paid. I mean, these are not these are not imaginations. But like now, there's, there's no more male toilet, no more female. I mean, you can't even believe. God said, "Okay, since I say I am not there, okay, your mind now can go completely off. Yes, no more him and hers. It's what zeh, zeh and zim. There's no more he and her." Is there and Zim? There's a gender. You are Z. You are not a he. That's a male or a she. You are Z. No, it, it is. It is. It is. It is. And there's undecided gender. That is, you are not male, he or her. You are undecided. So spirituality is not about. Uh, oh, we there, we don't know anything. No. In fact, when I was young, I thought I didn't know many, many things, like economics. I mean, even, even it, it took me time to have confidence. But as time has gone by, then I wonder, I said, what the, what the people are doing in the government? Is it right? As time has gone by, I've become more sure. 
that what I know, what I, what I know, I'm practicing within my own little nation. Yes. And I can see clearly. I mean, you can see. That's why you can even see that. Oh, so, after five years, is that going to be changed? You can even know. Yeah. But you think you don't know. But we, we, we know a lot of things. So, spirituality doesn't mean empty box, empty brains. You remember some years ago, it's the SU president who failed. When you fail exam, then you become the scripture union leader in their school. God for really bait. Number four, after you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the rejection of science. Spirituality is not the rejection of science. Look in Colossians 4 verse 14, Luke is called the beloved physician. He was a doctor, a medical doctor. Now, what did a medical doctor contribute? Huh? You see, you, you can't tell us that we reject science. We, we believe in science. Darwin and others. You, you rather need faith to believe that an explosion gave birth to a human being. It's a leap of faith. Which explosion can produce a Mercedes Benz? I mean, when the explosion goes, then it's like so many miracles will occur. And join together to form an air conditioner in the car with a windscreen wiper. This part is rubber. This place is glass. The wipers. Perfectly. And it will give birth to other cars. Let's be serious. I mean... So we, we do not reject science. And I, for instance, I am a science student as a doctor. Now, I want you to know that science does not... And someone said, what science did Luke know? They knew science, my friend. The science we have today is based on the science they had then. People have always been called doctors because they knew a little more about how to get people well. Even in Ghana, before medicine came here, they knew how to cure malaria. They had certain trees and certain things that they ate. And now that they've done, they've done the experiments, they found out what it contained. They knew. They go to the forest and pick this and pick this and boil it and drink it. You'll be well. That was science. Yeah. Now, who wrote most of the, of the New Testament? Paul, isn't it? How many vote for Paul? Vote for Paul. Let's see who wins the election. You see, the majority, I want to see the, I want to see, don't, don't think there's a trick. Please, who is voting for Paul, right? I need votes, 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 votes. Put your hand up. Who is not going to vote for Paul? Who is not going to vote for Paul? Undecided. Uh, you. Vote for who? Who wrote the, who wrote the New Testament? Majority of the New Testament. Paul, isn't it? Isn't it Paul? Wrong. Wrong. A science student. A science student called Luke wrote the majority of the Bible of the New Testament. You see, our students, a doctor wrote more than a lawyer. 
wrong, wrong, wrong. Paul, look, Paul wrote 32,407 words. Paul wrote 32,407 words in the New Testament. And look, you see now the election results are coming. These are real counting. I wish I had some more people on my side. I would have celebrated the Kelly Willis Center with you after after church. But there were three people over there. I don't know. From the strong room. Those who were in the strong room. Now, have you written? Paul wrote 32,407 words. Which amounts to 23% of the votes. And Luke wrote 37,933 words. It's a comfortable lead. Luke is leading by far. Yeah. Because Luke has the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. Clear. The elections, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, those are the results. The results have come in. You can't argue. It's in a comfortable lead. The pink sheets are in. Luke is the winner. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. How many words were there in the New Testament? 138,020 Greek words. 130,000. And Luke wrote the majority. The rest, John, Matthew, and so on, they they didn't get far. (laughs) So those of us who are science students... I want you to rejoice in the fact that you are a scientist. A scientist, a scientist wrote the most of the New Testament. It was written by a science student and a science person, a scientific person, a, a physician. I want to welcome all science students to stand up so that we celebrate your science. Uh, we are scientists in the church. Scientists are in the church, in the house of God. Yes. Oh, wave your hand, wave your hand. All science students. Science students are in a comfortable lead. <laughs> all nurses are science students. So nurses, lab technology, every all. Okay. Thank you. You can sit down. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 Look at these four children Notice Notice As for these four children God gave them knowledge And skill 
In all learning. That is learning means in things you can learn. And a lot of things to learn in schools. God gave them knowledge. Never think that spiritual. These are the most spiritual. Spiritual people whose names are in the Bible. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I mean men of faith who are ready to die. How many of you are ready to die for your faith? Let's be serious. These are spiritual men. And God gave them knowledge, skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in visions and dreams. So you see, a different type of thing. Daniel was like dreaming and having visions. But these guys, they were like into knowledge, learning, understanding. Verse 18. And now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, the prince of the eunuchs brought them into Nebuchadnezzar to the king. And the king was coming to interview them. Because when you are clever, you can know something about somebody from just five minutes of talking to the person. Verse 19. And the king communed with them. And among them all was none found like Hananiah, Daniel, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. Huh? Verse 20. Beautiful. Beautiful. And in all matters. All matters. Okay. All subjects. Not not arts and science. Don't say that you are failing in school because you are in church and you become spiritual. You are an idiot if you say that. You You are not in this church. I say you are not in this church if you say that. You are failing in school because you are in church. It says in all matters of wisdom. That means all subjects. Philosophy, classics, linguistics, psychology, political science. What is it? Accounting. Human resource management. International relations. All matters. That required wisdom and understanding. The king, look at it. He found them ten times better. Than all the magicians and astrologers that were in in his realm. Now a magician is like a doctor. All the doctors and people who do this and this and something works out. Yeah. Ten times better. In that, meanwhile, there were spiritual people ready to die for what they believe. Just a few, a few chapters down the line, they were standing. They said, "Throw us into the fire. We will never bow to you." And they had wisdom, knowledge. Never think that a person is spiritual to so he is. It means he's stupid, or he lacks knowledge, or he lacks learning, or knowledge, or science, and you don't know. That's why you know medical things. I'm still involved in it fully. Oh yes, and God told me, God told me, apply your mind, apply your mind. Don't resign from medical things. Yes. And many things I find, God showed me. Yeah. Showed me. Do this, do this, do this. Don't close your mind. When you are spiritual, it doesn't mean you don't know things. Or you, you become stupid. You become daft. You, you are no more into, you, you can't know this or know that. Huh. Even what I say about debt, finance and debt, the richest people in this world, they don't borrow and they don't owe. Even the heads of some of the banks who are lending money, they, they personally, they don't owe anybody. Yeah. Because they know what we are saying is true. 
that when you borrow, you are failing. When you borrow, you are failing. So, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that a person can, his spirituality is not meaning no learning, no knowledge, no science, no school. I don't want to hear any child here tell me that since I started going to church, now my, my GPA is falling. Come for a slap after, after as soon as we close, come for a slap, okay? And request two slaps on, on your two cheeks for saints and a knock. Your GPA is below sea level. Did you see what the, the film stars were saying? That the GPA has fallen since he started coming to church. Nonsense. I'm happy to report to you that I, I went to University of Ghana Medical School. Wow. It was one of the best medical schools. It was the only medical school in my time. And I don't know how well it's doing. Yeah. And I was one of the best. Oh yes, I was one of, it's not that, it's not that I'm, I'm, it's not, I'm not saying I'm telling you news, like information. I'm not boasting. My grades are there. Yeah, my distinction is still there in history. I met someone once, he said, you know, I don't really believe in, you know, um, you know, the church and all this, you know, because I'm a scientist. When he said I'm a scientist, because I could hear a bit of Americanization in his voice, he had been, but when he said that, I was intimidated and I kept quiet. I didn't bother to ask which science. So after a long time, some months, or years, I just asked Someone, what science did this man do? Computer science. Computer science. He bamboozled me for about three years with computer science. And it was a two year course in computer science. No further comment. Number five. Quickly. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the rejection of reason and logic and reasonable judgment. When you are spiritual, it's not the rejection of reason and the rejection of logic. Hmm? In Acts 24, verse 20, are you writing it down? After you're born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the rejection of logic, of reason, or of reasonable judgment. Come on. Acts 24, verse 23. And he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and let him have liberty. But he and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come to him. Verse 24. After certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Verse 25. Notice. And as he reasoned, 
he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. Felix trembled. Felix trembled and answered, go thy way. For this time, when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. As he did what? Reasoned. Reason. You see, we, I can sit down with you and reason with you about heaven and hell for you to accept Jesus. Why would you not accept Jesus? Everybody here should be able to sit down with your friend and say, listen, young my friend, you are my family, your age. Let me reason with you about God. Let's think about it. What will happen to you if you die? Will you live forever? When you do this and you do this, and you, what, what is going to become of you? What about if there is God? What about if you die and it is all true? You must be able to reason with people until they tremble. Look at what happened. He reasoned with him and he began to tremble. Felix trembled. You know, one day I was preaching and uh, after I finished preaching, one of the dancing stars, she came to me and she said, Daddy, Daddy, today you didn't preach the way you normally preach. I said, why? It was a, it was a carnival. She said, because usually when you preach about Christ, I become afraid. I, I start trembling. And, and that day I didn't talk about Lazarus. <laughs> She said, I, I become scared when you preach about Jesus. You must be able to preach with people for them to be afraid. One day I was on a plane and the plane was struck by lightning. And I looked at my side and I realized that he was already trembling. So there was no need to preach. So I just did the sinner's prayer. I said, you wouldn't want to pray with me to give your life to Christ. But the, the preaching has been done by the lightning. Acts 18 verse 4. Look at it. Beautiful. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath. And persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Alright. Number 5. Principle number 6. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the absence of common sense. Spirituality is not the absence of common sense. When a person is spiritual, it doesn't mean that he lacks common sense. Now, common sense is applied in four main areas in your life. Food, drink, rest, and sex. (laughs) Food, drink, rest, and sex. Common sense. I'm going deeper. Mark chapter 5. But I have just three minutes more. Mark chapter 5, verse 42. And straight away the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years. And when they were astonished with a great astonishment, he charged them straightly that no man should know it. This is Mark chapter 5. When he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. After he raised her from the dead, verse 43, what did he say? And he commanded that something should be given her to eat. He commanded that what? Something should be given head. After he had used great spiritual power and anointing to raise the dead. The next thing was, give her, give her something to eat quickly. Yes. Can you imagine raising from the dead? Why did he not continue the raising of the dead? 
your stomach be filled and all. No, the presence of anointing and spiritual power does not mean that common sense does not apply in your life. Yes. True. Huh. Is Jesus not anointed? Was he not spiritual? Do you think Jesus was spiritual? Is it spiritual to raise the dead? When you raise the dead, I've never seen a more common sense instruction. Somebody who's been raised from the dead, you've come back from heaven or hell. Charlie, find something to eat. Have to, got some plantain. Uh, look at uh, Kilewele Center right here. Go and eat some. Kaba Shakaya. Drink. First Timothy 5 verse 2, 22. Lay hands suddenly on no man. Now he's talking about laying on of hands. Neither be partaker of other men's sins. Verse 23. Drink no longer water. But use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. You see, in one verse, he's talking about laying on of hands. The next moment, he's talking about, you know, this problem you've been having, let's do it this way. Take a little wine for your stomach's sake. Come on, says. Practical. And you see, wine has something called resveratrol. Yes, but the art students, you can just use the word wine, but the science students, you know. And that is why people who drink wine in France, they rarely get heart attacks. Because that thing protects their heart. Yeah. Not beer, not Guinness. You see now? It's not beer, it's not Guinness. And I'm not saying you should go and start drinking wine, but I'm just telling you. Yeah. Practical things And you see Even though it's, it's practical it, it may be against your religious ideas It's practical to save Timothy's life He wants him to be laying hands on people But practically it's like Don't drink water Because it seems the water is affecting you So try wine Instead of when, when, when you are going to drink water Drink wine Is it not yet? Drink no longer water Drink no longer water Try using wine when you eat. That's advice Paul was giving Timothy. Oh, you don't want it to be in the Bible. You want me to remove it from the Bible. Because it's against your scripture union. Uh, this thing. Food. Rest. Have we talked about rest? Oh, rest. Hmm. Mark chapter 6. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, come yourselves apart into a desert place. Wow. And rest a while. Jesus was saying, come and rest. Oh, let us rest. For there were many coming and going. There were many what? Coming and going. And they had no leisure. No, no leisure at all. So much as to even eat. And Jesus said, look, come, come, come. Let's, let's run away to the desert and hide in the desert. Common sense. You see, when the fact that you are anointed doesn't mean you, you, you lack common sense. Common sense is common. It's supposed to be commonly available to all. How can it be that common sense is uncommon? And then sex. Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me It is good for a man not to touch a woman In other words, it's good for a woman to, a man to have nothing to do with a woman 
And that when you say, don't even shake her hand, just as, oh, hi, hi, how are you going? All right, all right, all right, all right. But nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, to avoid fornication, not because of love, not because you are even needed in the ministry. Because of anointing to double your anointing that two are better than one, or one shall put to fly the thousand, two shall put to fly ten thousand. It's a challenge. Be practical. Yeah, a, a woman who may not help you much, but to avoid this one, get one. Amazing. And it's very practical. Yeah, but you see, super spiritual. But when you ask, them, why are you getting married? Oh, because of the um, companionship of the Lord, and then the anoint two are better than one, and one shall put to flight a thousand, two shall put to flight ten thousand. And in the beginning, in Adam and Eve, why, why are you calling Adam and Eve now? Why do you call Adam and Eve? Do you think Paul was spiritual? Very spiritual. But it's not the end of his advice. He continues. So brothers, if you feel that you are marrying, or sisters too, to avoid fornication, it's not a bad reason. It's a Bible reason. So, hmm. Now, verse 7, verse 7, verse 7. For I would... I wish that all men were like me. Yeah. Say, so say, media, I'm cool, crowd. I don't need no girl. I don't need no woman, man. I wish all guys were like me. I'm, I'm cool. I'm okay. How many brothers are like Paul? There's one brother here like Paul. Who is that like Paul? You are like Paul. Stand up. Are you, are you like Paul? Why did you raise your hand? Where's the water? Why do you raise your hand during church service? You say you are like Paul. Fire this guy. Fire this guy. Okay, 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 okay. Is there anybody here like Paul? Is it true that you are like Paul? Okay, sit down. Next time, don't raise your hand during you know church. Look at it. He says, I wish, I wish all, all guys were like me. Wow. But every man has his proper gift. Wow. Everybody has a gift. And if that is not your gift. A gift of staying on your own. When you see a girl, you don't tremble. You don't have feelings. You don't have emotions. You are like Elijah. Oh, you are like Elijah. Verse 8 I say therefore to the unmarried And even to widows It is good For them if they can stay As me If you can stay it is good He's actually advising and saying that Marriage seems to have something That it may be good That you don't go for it Next verse but if they cannot contain, contain what? 
contain what? Contain what? What are you containing? Hey! You see, spiritual people eh, are also having common sense. Container. Where is the container? And what is the container containing? That you cannot contain in the container. Where is the container? Now notice, and he said that it is better to marry than to burn. Which means that burning has an effect on the anointing. You can even be confused because you are burning. It's like when you are saying, I don't see well, I don't see well, I don't see well. Tell the nearest young person, Charlie, common sense is the fact that you are spiritual doesn't mean you don't have common sense. Chapter 2. Uh, sorry. Number 7. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the inability to ask questions. The fact that you are spiritual doesn't mean you don't ask questions. I want to ask, so can I ask, who created God? Who was Cain's wife? Huh? A lot of questions. That, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask questions. So what about this religion? Is it good? Is it? You can ask questions, but there are good answers. Yeah. Luke 2.45 And when they found him not, they turned back. Jesus was missing. He was a missing child. They turned back to Jerusalem, seeking him. Verse 46 And it came to pass after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at the understanding and answers. So questions. Don't be afraid. I like it when people ask questions. When you don't ask questions, I find you. I find you what? Tell the person next to you what, how I find the person who doesn't ask questions. When you don't ask questions, what is wrong with you? What are you deficient in? many have ever asked a question in class and people shouted at you that oh and you felt what you felt stupid isn't it but you know rather it's the intelligent people who ask questions it's the lack of intelligence that is not making you ask questions it's the intelligence rather that makes you ask questions they always shouted at me in class ah you are holding us back now hold us back let us no more you're holding us meanwhile they don't know they don't know what you are asking they don't know the answer to what you are asking. Sit down. Principle number one, quickly. Principle number one. Wow. Is that not a powerful point? One Bible student. He stood up on a plane and started prophesying in the, on the plane. I think it was KLM. He started, stood up and started prophesying. You see, spirituality is not stupidity. And they, they had to even arrest him. Yes. Spirituality is not stupidity and madness. Yeah, you have to be arrested 
It's not madness. Principle number two. Uh, what is, what is, why, why are you laughing? You are understanding the principle. Okay, number two. <laughs> you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not a lack of education. Much learning. We are into learning. All my children, any, all those who've come for counseling, don't I, am I not, do I not advise you, you are going to be a doctor or a lawyer. And if even sociology, you become a doctor in the sociology. I don't allow them to even end that master's. All of you must become doctor of philosophy, whatever course you are doing, so that you are a doctor of, of it. So when you are working, you say, doctor this. So that you, at least you have a, a profession. Because you can't just come and say you did psychology first degree and then so what? We have so many psychologists even on the internet. So we need higher education. Israel has the most education in the whole world. Israel has the most educated country in the whole world. Israel. Yes, most intelligent, most prosperous. Israel, most educated, most. They emphasize on it. And I emphasize, all oh my children, I will not allow you not to go to school. I will not allow. Spirituality doesn't mean you lack education. Principle number three. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the rejection of knowledge, but the including of God in your knowledge. How many remember some people would not retain God in their knowledge? Yes. So we believe in the science and we say God made it all. Yes. Principle number four. After you are born again, you must become spirituality is not the rejection of science. Who wrote the largest part of the New Testament? A scientist or an art student? A science student or an art student? Yes. What percentage? What percent? I gave you the percentage. Twenty-eight percent. Twenty-eight percent. And then Paul, I hear, was a lawyer. And you see, an art student or a uh, uh, science student. And what percentage did he write? So who has won the election? A science student has won. Luke won. So we don't reject science. Yes, we are scientists. And we, in addition to, Kenneth Hagin had a vision. Jesus appeared to him. He, Jesus told him, anytime somebody goes to the hospital, pray for the person. Even when a person is going to go through surgery, pray for the person. It always changes the outcome. Yes. If you read, I believe in visions. He told him, pray for people that are going to do surgery, whatever. Pray for them. It changes the outcome. Yes. He said, it brings God involvement. Yeah. What a blessing. Principle number five. Beautiful. After you are born again, logic or reasonable? No, reasonable judgment. See me after church. The one who wrote reasonable logic, and and bring a Fanta when you are coming. (laughs) Okay. Principle number six. After you are born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the absence of common sense. What are the areas that we use common sense? Food, drink. Yes. You know, we, we had a pastor once who went for a funeral. Shh, it's not everywhere you eat. He went for a funeral after they gave him food to eat. He, he, he slept, he never woke up. 
Yes. It's our, one of our pastors. They refused to give the body for postmortem. They refused everything. A, he just he slept and didn't wake up. That's it. So it's not everywhere you eat. Not every food you eat. It's not everything you see. That you say, ah, I want to eat it. When you see flies, flies dancing, flies are demons. When you see them dying, dancing all over the food. You, you put your, you, 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 whilst your hand is in your mouth, flies have come to sit on the fish. Then after from your hand, you go to a fish, then the flies go up. Then it comes to your mouth, then the flies come back. Have you seen it before? It's like a merry-go-round. They go like this. He ate and he slept and they never gave even the body up. It's not a stranger, our one of our pastors. He went for a funeral. So, common sense. Yeah. Some of you have made yourself like you are Superman. So I don't feel sexy. You feel the sexy, the sexiness. You, know? you are like us. I don't like these people who behave like they are like kind of special. Is there one of those people sitting by you who look like, like you, like you, you are like, you are like, like you don't have feelings the way we, the way we are struggling. You are not struggling the way we are struggling. Do you like such people? They, 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 they make you feel bad. <laughs> they make us feel bad all the time. And finally, principle number seven. After you're born again, you must become spiritual. Spirituality is not the inability to ask questions. Who was asking a lot of questions in the temple? Jesus. How many are going to become more spiritual than ever before? Beautiful. Stand to your feet, please. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Now, lift your hands. Father, thank you for this great opportunity. Lift your hands. Just thank God. Father, thank you for the blessing of your word as you speak to us today. We love you. We thank you. We praise you for your power that you've shown to us today. We give you praise. We give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. We want to give your life to Jesus. Raise up your right hand. Pastor, I want to be born again today. I I want to now take my life and give my life to God. Raise your right hand like this. God bless you. And I'm going to pray with you. If you've lifted your hand, you want to be born again. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Maybe you've given your life to Christ before, but you are not sure of yourself. want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God, to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, your right hand in the sky. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. If you've lifted your hand, just come. Walk to me here. Walk to me here. Come. Come to me. Come. 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 Come.
Lift your hands and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to you. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. From today, I belong to God. I will serve God. Please write my name in the book of life. Close your eyes. Say, Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. From today, I give myself to you. I give my heart to you. Thank you. Write my name in the book of life. From today, I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Now, I want to give you this book. Give them quickly, quickly, quickly. This is my book. When we close, all of you who are receiving this book, I am going to meet, um, we are going to meet with you in this corner here where they've written Salvation Corner up there. And this is a, a very good book. Do you know why? Do you know why people don't do well in exams? Because they read big books. So that's why I'm giving you a small book with key facts. Yes. When I was in school, I was always reading small books with key facts. That's why I passed. You get it? So this book is for your salvation. Amen. Are you happy about that? So when we close, what a blessing. Come over to this side and we are going to pray with you. Amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. You may be seated. It's time for Holy Communion. Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. body of Jesus Christ Luke 24 verse 30 and verse 31 look at it and it came to pass as they sat at meat with them as he sat at meat with them he took bread and blessed it and break and gave it to them what happened after Verse 31. 
and their eyes were opened and they knew him so today as we take of this your eyes will be opened whatever is hidden from you that you need to see in this life God will make you to see it and to have it in the name of Jesus whatever has been kept away from you in your life Bible says he took the bread he broke it and ate it and gave it to them they ate and their eyes were open lift it up Father thank you for power that is going all over this place thank you that eyes are opening in this life in every realm, in every sphere, in every area thank you that the power to reveal to uncover, to discover is released by the breaking of the bread the body of Jesus Christ let our eyes be replaced by Jesus' eyes and our brains by Jesus' brains and our life by the life of Jesus thank you Lord whatever we haven't seen before by the power of this communion we declare that we are seeing it from now in the name of Jesus thank you for healing thank you for blessing thank you for the body of Jesus Christ the body of Jesus the word neutralize whatever is a curse arising in your life by this blood may it be neutralized whatever word is spoken against your life intended to finish you off by this blood may it be neutralized the blood of Jesus neutralizes all your sins and your mistakes and the effect of your mistakes I say the effect of your mistakes the effect of your mistakes are neutralized by the blood of the Lamb today in the name of Jesus the blood of Jesus remember what I told you in Luke 24 verse 50 Luke 24 verse 50 He led them out And he lifted up his hands and bless. Lift up your hand and receive your blessing Now may he who called you He who saved you He who brought you here today May he establish you May he save you May he deliver you From traps and snares be blessed in this week and in the weeks ahead. May you celebrate your birthday this year with joy. Every bad news coming towards you, I block the bad news in the name of Jesus. Every bad information coming towards you, I reject it on your behalf in the name of Jesus. your downfall is declared cursed today in the name of Jesus. Every hole that has been done for you to fall in 
never fall into it in Jesus' name. Whatever represents a problem and an intractable problem and solvable dragons in your life, I declare solutions arriving in your life this week. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Be healed. Receive healing now. Amen. Be healed. Receive healing. I receive it. Receive healing now. Receive healing now. Receive healing now. Receive healing now. And your age is on the meter, and I see the meter going higher and higher and higher. You are crossing 70 years with ease. You are crossing 70 with ease. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Daikuid Mills, please visit our website at www.daikuidmills.org. God richly bless you. Jess, it's happening. Whoa, Tina, what are you doing in my car? Space is here now. No closet will be left behind. Did you say closet? Yes, the Container Store custom closets are up to 25% off. It doesn't matter the size or shape. Space is coming to them all. You're not serious. Space isn't a joke, Jess. How long do we have? Through October 13th. All right, buckle up. 
The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.